Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished broom closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. I thank God for you two every time we do this because I, this is our, I, I think, fourth time trying to record this because no one hit record and I don't know what to do and I just sit here awkwardly. Thank God for you two who absolutely carry the intro to this show. But anyway, we know. let's get on. Uh, we have a very special guest today, David Fisher. I know I say it every time, but he is definitely a very special guest. He's a two-time combat veteran. He served as a Marine during Desert Storm, and then again in OEF, or OIF rather, where he served in the Navy in Iraq. Um, he served in a number of uh, MOSs, uh, including as a Special Warfare Intelligence Specialist. But the reason we have him on here today is he went on to earn a BA in Quantitative Methods in Computer Science and a Master's in International Management from the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. He then completed a PhD in depth psychology at Pacifica Graduate Institute in California. He wrote his doctoral dissertation on moral injury of combat veterans. Uh, to keep his work alive and advancing in the world, he formed the Moral Injury Institute to publish and educate uh, everything about moral injury. And the Moral Injury Institute offers a series of free self-study courses with optional paid lectures and the the payment is very low, uh, so definitely take a look at those. Um, he also wrote a book, Moral Injury and the Promise of Virtue, which is available on Amazon. And he's a Legion member in Post 25 in Cottonwood, Arizona. So without further ado, we will head right on over after this quick commercial break and meet with David Fisher, again with the Moral Injury Institute. So you were discharged with a 20% disability rating, but now you can't hear so well and need help. Contact an American Legion service officer. Service officers are free of charge and they help all veterans. Find one near you with our online tool at legion.org forward slash service officers. Okay, and now we are joined by David Fisher of the Moral Injury Institute. David, thank you so much for joining us today and we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Um, and I believe we're going to start with Ashley today. Yes. So David, thank you for being here. Super excited. Um, impressed by your bio. This is a very near and dear topic to myself, and I'm so glad that we're having the conversation today. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what kind of incited, like the, the concept of, of moral injury, how it became kind of this, this passion project to, everything that kind of now encompasses both your, your doctor and your education, like, how did you get here? Yeah, so um, I'm a two-time uh, deployed combat vet once with the Marine Corps in Desert Storm, and uh, I, after six years in the Corps, I got out, and uh, then after 9-11, too old and fat for the Marine Corps anymore, so... Uh, I joined the Navy Reserve thinking, well, this time I, I might actually shoot from 500 
miles, not 500 meters. Well, didn't quite work out that way as uh, the main character in Apocalypse Now said, I went on a mission, and for my sins, they gave me one. So I ended up in uh, <laughs> ended up uh, um, in special warfare intel, and so I ended up uh, deploying during to Iraq in 2005 and six, uh, and was briefing missions there uh, for a Spec Ops helicopter squadron. Shout out to HCS four and five. Um, and so when I came back, um, you know, one of the things I noticed was PTSD, what was described as PTSD, really wasn't what I was experiencing. And so, you know, I was kind of looking around and trying to find you know, something that resonated. So I ended up reading a book by uh, Jonathan Shea called Odysseus in America. And uh, that's what really kind of catapulted me into going back and doing a PhD and getting started on the topic. That's impressive. I I have to I have to really I mean, you know, especially as we discuss moral injury a little bit more in depth here today, you know, you you kind of have researched it in the context of, of war veterans and the concept itself is not just confined to its a singular community. I think that's really profound because there's really a ripple of, of moral injury um, I think in the United States in, in multiple facets. Um, but I'm really excited to see that you've really hit the ground running and you have you know self-study courses you've got paid lectures you have a book you have all of these amazing you know um, materials and resources so i'm really excited that you're on here today david and i will awesome. i will let i will let my my wonderful wonderful esteemed colleagues fire away with their questions you're up michigan all right, go blue. Uh, I, I before I get before I get to the intellectual stuff, I really I just have to know. I mean, I don't understand how someone can go from the military branch to the Uber branch that carries the aforementioned military to work. Uh, any everything from the uniform to like, like all of it, I just don't get it. Uh, yeah. you don't have to answer that if you don't want to, but. But it's just baffling me, sir. But um, I was looking at your website, yeah. and I went to I, I, I went to the, the 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 free courses because in the description of them, free, it interested me. But when I got there, I noticed an extensive reading list, like yeah. extensive reading list, and this. Marine, who was only a Marine, saw an extensive reading list and said, that ain't free. That's costing me some time. So what I'm wondering, is, who is the target audience for that certification? It's not for the morally injured, I assume. It's, it's more targeted towards uh, people who already have a psychology degree. Or, or who's your target for that information? Yeah, it's actually both. Um, 
if you uh, look at the readings, almost all of them, with the exception of where I'm recommending reading a whole book, uh, actually have the PDFs uploaded that you can download. Now, in terms for free, so but in terms of <laughs> time invested, yes, I mean I try to run the gamut, right? Of here's if you want in your researcher, here are references that really tie together a lot of these threads, right? Because as Ashley said, right now, you know, Wendy, Dr. Wendy Dean, she's a psychiatrist, but she is really focused on medical. Uh, so moral injury in the medical profession, especially with COVID going on right now, where you have a lot of professionals not able to align with their own personal ethic. But to come back to what you were talking about, so the audience is both. And I think I try to pull together a thread that will appeal to the average veteran or Marine. Uh, but you can cherry pick, you know, so there's fiction, there's poetry, um, there's an organization called Military Experience in the Arts. And so a lot of poetry that I cite there um, is also comes from them and from veterans. And so when I did my actual doctoral work, that was one of the big differentiators was I said, I'm going to use poetry of the average uh, veteran not going after these kind of high-end, you know, canonical, as we would say, um, poets like Wilfred Owen or uh, Sassoon or some of these British poets that are well-known for their uh, their poetry about war and being a veteran. So I think the audience is both. You know, I think that especially kind of the foundations of moral injury, I'm trying to be much more accessible there. Um, some of the other ones where I'm talking about, you know, differentiating between PTSD and moral injury, those tend to get a little bit more technical uh, simply because we're dealing with a diagnosis that's recognized by, say, VA or even the American Psychological Association versus one that's not. So you really have to define them in opposition. Well, that's cool because what uh, that you mentioned the VA because I was I was wondering because of your uh, separation from PTS to uh, moral injury, is the VA part of your audience and and uh, are you trying to affect uh, their policies and how they 
treat and interact with their patients, i.e. veterans? Very much so. And if you look at, you know, Jonathan Shea, he's the first one. He was a VA uh, psychologist. So he, um, he really pushed for it. And of course, others have taken up that mantle within VA, mostly out of Boston. So some out of San Francisco, but uh, you just got you just got Mark all excited. That's all you got to do is mention Massachusetts. I'm all in. (laughs) Calm him down Uh, over there. (laughs) So, um, so you know, um, so yes, part of my intent is to keep that ball rolling. You know, you see the work that Ed Tech did and does. You know, with taking veterans back to Vietnam and doing reconciliation. So all these are meant to try to, you know, force VA into considering something besides medicalized, you know, diagnostic criteria. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And uh, I look forward to diving into... uh, one of the books, at least, and then uh, <laughs> learning if a little you have bit. Cliff notes, send them. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend <laughs> it, uh, for an easy read. I recommend the Road Back by Remark. It's the follow-on to All Quiet on the Western Front. Hmm. So, all right. Well, I appreciate I, that. Thank you, Mister yeah, Seavey. If, if I could turn my video camera around here and show you the disaster that is my room, though, you would find an entire collection of Rudyard Kipling, who is the greatest <laughs> war poet, in my opinion, of all time. Right. I did want to mention uh, Jonathan Shea, as you were talking about him. I pulled it up, and it said he is best known for his publications comparing the experiences of Vietnam veterans with the descriptions of war and the homecoming in Homer's Iliad and Odyssey. I'm all in on that. We got we got the oh. Iliad, the Odyssey, and Vietnam War. That is my sweet spot. And I will say that, like Jeff, I went uh, almost immediately to the website, and I, I started looking through the bibliography because I love bibliographies. But, uh, I mean, you have everything here from St. Augustine and Thomas Aquinas to more recent stuff. So it definitely runs the gamut. But my question actually has nothing to do with that. It's more about the moral institution injury institute itself and you talk about it here in sort of the about section where you say what is a moral injury we at the moral injury institute define moral injury as witnessing whether in person through reporting or some other means something that causes a crisis of conscience due to a violation of one's deeply held moral religious or ethical beliefs such that one physically or psychically sorry uh, suffers in a material adverse way and then you go into some examples, and I, I think it might help to kind of dumb it down for us infantry guys if you really talked about what some of those examples are. Yeah, so, I mean, um, there's a great quote, um, well, not great, but it it really succinctly brings this home. And it's, can you imagine sipping tea in a man's living room why you pay him for killing his child. I mean, if you really think about what that would do to somebody, 
And also, another one. How could I ever teach my daughter right from wrong, given what I have done? So, when you think about that kind of crisis, that's very different than how PTSD is described and how it's diagnosed, right? <laughs> and so that's why you have that intersection of theology, right? Um, you know, you can go to Nietzsche on the genealogy of morals if you want, you know, where do they come from? Uh, it goes into philosophy of how do you kind of um, intersect all these different things that have been described for millennia. You know, um, you mentioned uh, the Odyssey and Homer. You know, there's a great line um, within there. Now you're burnt out husks. Your spirit's haggard, always brooding over your wanderings long and hard. Your heart's never lifting any joy. You suffered far too much. So, you start putting those in context of what war is, and you juxtapose that with at least in the Western tradition of Christianity or Judaism, of thou shalt not kill, right? And yet here you are participating in killing. And so it's really trying to understand and dive at, and that's why Aquinas come in, comes in, because, of course, He's the one who pretty much uh, wrote the just war doctrine that still, you know, ensconced in the Catholic catechism. So, um, does that kind of get at where you, yeah, you were asking? Yeah, it, so. yeah. So it, 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 as opposed to PTSD injury, this is more an internal conflict where you are either due or see something that conflicts and you're just your own rational basis is kind of thrown out of whack and it's a struggle to bring it back within the scope of what you had previously encountered right right yeah you know you don't have any frame of reference for how do you justify this right yep all right well let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back with david fisher the American Legion is Veterans Strength in America. We're in your community, supporting veterans, service members, and their families, enriching the lives of young people and promoting citizenship and patriotism. Our members are passionate about these core values. Help strengthen America by joining the American Legion today. For more information, go to legion.org slash join. Okay, and we are back with David Fisher. And once again, for round two, Ashley will go first. 
Awesome. Well, David, I really appreciate, you know, again, you, you speaking to us on this. Um, as somebody who really resonates with this topic, um, I can say that, you know, in the past few years, in my own struggle and, you know, trying to better understand, you know, what I went through in service as a, you know, as a, as a female vet to some of the deeply entrenched values that I always felt were not necessarily, you know, held, or I was just always disappointed, you know, in the folks that, you know, I was serving with or, you know, leadership failed me, right? And there was always this consistent moral injury. And one of the things that I always turned to was uh, uh, stoicism, which is pretty much like the idea of focus, like, on what you, what you can control and like not worrying so much about what you cannot control. And I, I think for any of our, our listeners or viewers out there, you know, for anyone who's ever had a moral injury, it's really, you know, from a hallmark and symptom standpoint, it's, it's distressing, you know, psychological behavior. It's, you know, it's social, sometimes it's spiritual aftermath, exposure of such events. And I know that there's a lot of research specifically for the nature of war and combat Um, but you know, there's a lot of overlap as we've discussed and I just kind of wanted to better understand David, like where some of like, you know, Mark kind of pointed out, we have this kind of gambit of, of things like, what is your go-to, like, what is, you know, that, that one poet, that one writer, that one researcher, the one person you kind of go back that gives you the solace that allows you to continue to spearhead such a difficult topic yeah i mean i would say it's a book um of poetry um the rag and bone shop of the heart um it's not specifically um just for you know moral injury or or combat veterans, but it has a wide range of poetry that really, really um, kind of resonates in terms of, you know, what is it like to be a person in the world, be a moral person. And um, I think that's probably one of my top ones, I read a lot of Rumi, uh, but ironic, given that, you know, he's an Islamic uh, poet. Uh, but, you know, if you, he's also very inspirational because it goes back to their, your own personal experience and what do you have to do, right? in order to feel whole and to be right. And so um, those are probably my two big go-tos. If poetry's not your thing per se, uh, Dr. Meager, uh, which is Amazon Mary E-A-G-H-E-R, recently came out with a book, uh, called the Moral Injury Reader, uh, which has snippets from both, you know, combat vets, 
classical scholars like he is, as well as uh, poetry and just writings, right? What does it mean? Um, what is moral injury in different ways of showcasing it? But in terms of more inspirational holding the center, uh, those two first books really for me um, sum it up. No, I, I think that's great. And I definitely want to make sure we get those um, recommendations in our in our cliff notes here. You know, I think in a very uh, it's it's been a very interesting, I guess, first few months of you know you know twenty twenty one, and if I say first few months, which feels like. <laughs> in itself, like the first week felt like a very, very long year for a lot of Americans. And I think that there's now a lot of, um, you know, contemplation and, you know, that moral injury, I think is now really going to be an, in an increased uh, of awareness, right? Um, right? Whether you identify, you know, red, blue, in between purple, whatever, whatever the case may be, I think there's a lot of um, overlapping context and how, some of these resources can really help not only veterans, but other folks trying to figure out this, this fine balance of, of morality in, you know, the 21st century. Um, and I, I just think that's so incredibly important. And I, I kind of have just a quick follow up too, and sure. that, you know, a, a pretty normal hallmark reaction to moral injury is like the inability to, you know, self-forgive or consequently, you know, f have these engaging or maybe disengaging self-sabotaging behaviors and feeling like you just don't deserve to succeed at work or relationships. And I kind of wanted to get your, your insight on, um, you know, one of these like hallmark kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, trying to think it's it's right. just pretty much like when that individual like is incurring that that transgression right with themselves and the world around them whether that's guilt shame disgust anger it's like how how do you combat some of those things from an internal standpoint and how have you gone about articulating those to the public through your through your speaking engagements yeah i think the word you're looking for is what we call in psychology introjection, which is mm -hmm. internalizing, you know, something that something's wrong with me or some, you know, whatever. But to your point, I, th I think, you know, James Hillman uh, was pretty famous uh, for saying, you know, and I make this point in my uh, dissertation, the conclusion, which is why is there moral injury or what, you know, we would say was the telos of moral injury. And ironically, it's, I think, to make you suffer to the point of self-awareness and you know of you'll have these dreams you'll have these interpersonal problems you know with relationships or like you said not feeling worthy and I think you know to a certain degree 
what James Hillman would always say was, you have to sit in that. You, sometimes you have to descend to the point where you're finally like, I've had enough. And hopefully, you know, in the context of Fez, that bottom not having enough is not suicide, right? Which is mm. a huge issue. But as they say about, you know, alcoholics or, you know, drug abusers, you have to hit rock bottom before you can find a way back out. And I use the uh, labyrinth, you know, the minotaur and the labyrinth myth to describe that, right? Which is sometimes you have to go into the labyrinth and fight the demon on its own grounds and then, but you have to have a person who's unspooling the string as you go in. To pull you out. To support, right? I think that's so important. Um, I used to always tell folks it's, it's near impossible to beat an enemy with an outpost inside your head. Right. Um, as, you know, as a, as a mental health advocate, as someone who actively, you know, battles depression anxiety moral injury you know military sexual trauma all of the above i feel sometimes like i'm checking more boxes and i understand how impactful this research is and what it means to, to not only women veterans but veterans in general and for all of the folks who sometimes even feel conflicted out of something that's happening at work or um, the loss right. of someone, you know, we're in a very interesting year where a lot of folks haven't been able to mourn properly or, you know, have felt very, you know, pitted against parties, right? So there's so many applications right. to this. And I think that it's really important. And I'm hearing you say, you know, having that string, that spool that's attached and having that support network, having someone to kind of pull you back out and uh, and, and finding what whatever works for you, right? Whether it's poetry, therapy, group group therapy, um, you know, medication, right. like there is a combination of things that can help. And um, I've taken up a lot of time. I know Mark and Jeff are probably like, Ooh, oh, I have questions or actually took my question, which is very common. Um, <laughs> I just think that this is so important. And this is a very important topic to me. So um, I just I, I, I can't encourage our listeners, viewers enough, like having a support network is so important. Right. Finding what works for you. Um, and it's it's a critical conversation and we should be having it um so thank you yeah all right jeff you are up took all my questions yeah, <laughs> um sorry jeff uh i wanted I like to what i i'd want to uh first of all i, I want to acknowledge and and thank you for not just saying, but putting on display the depth of your passion and where the the intensity of your motivation and how that manifests itself in your being. So no one who is experiencing what you're talking about today, the way that you're talking about today, can ever question the importance of what you are talking about. That's I just wanted to acknowledge that straight off. Um, 
secondly, because of that, because of the heartfelt soul emptying passion that you have for this. And I, it's evident that it's uh, a process and it's working for you in your life. I'm curious in your work uh, and in your, in other people who do similar work, what kinds of big win stories are you having? What kinds of impacts are you are you finding that people have by taking your approach versus the traditional approach? Yeah, I mean, I think um, to use an analogy, you know, I think, unfortunately, a lot of, you know, PTSD treatment at VA, while it's helpful, and like I I think I mentioned, but maybe not yet. You can have PTSD and moral injury at the same time, but they are different things. So I'm not denigrating the work, you know, VA does with PTSD. It's important. You know, my own personal story when I came back from Desert Storm, you know, my dad worked construction on these big condos in in Florida, you know, the 30-story type. So I was walking up the job site up the stairwell and just come out on the floor. And, of course, it's concrete. So what are they doing? They're shooting framing with a concrete nailer, which is a 22 round shooting the nail. One of the things went off before I knew it, I low crawled behind a pile of scrap, you know, on the job site. Well, I got over that pretty quick. You know, it was a couple of weeks back. Things, you know, stuff like that doesn't freak me out. But, The point is, like PTSD, there are things you can do for that. And they're important. Um, And now I lost my thread where I was going. That's that's fine, because I I still have a follow-up based on what you just said. And something that you said earlier. Uh, I am not in any way, shape, or form an expert on... I am not on a novice level of any of this. I took psychology 101 as a freshman, and that is about as deep as I go into this. So I'm going to ask you this um, to explain it to me, because I I feel like a lot of people, I don't have all that stuff. But when I heard you describe the moral injury, what I picked up were the examples of you saying, how do I teach my daughter to do this when I did this. And to me, PTS seems it's more of a, a physical, mental, like relationship and, uh, that affects how you interact, how you interact with the world. Right. Right. And to me now moral injury sounds like a lot of questioning, that goes on in your brain and an evaluation of worth to the people who are around you that matter. That 
am, am I getting kind of the kind of the difference between the two? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a very succinct way of saying that. And, you know, um, yes, when I look at moral injury, it really comes back to, in my mind, am I worthy of still being loved, right? And there we're not necessarily talking about love in the romantic sense we're talking about love as in am I worthy of my fellow human beings you know admiration and and just humanity right so so you're right that's a very internalized process versus PTSD, which is often focused on, you know, something blowing up in front of you, and now you have a hyper-reaction to loud noise, or you have hyper-reaction to crowds. Well, as, as most research would tell you, that's not a dis-ease in terms of disease, it's a disease because that's something that kept you alive, right? Hmm. So that what psychologists would say is a hyper reaction. Maybe that half second that saved your life because you reacted using your lizard brain, as we say not using your frontal cortex so you react rather than think about and say oh i should really duck well i don't know if anybody here's a hunter i'm not really a hunter but i have lots of friends who bow hunt and a deer will actually bow its back because it can hear the string of the bow and the arrow release and that arrow will miss because they're not thinking about it, right? They're not like, oh, I think I heard something. What's that up in the tree? <laughs> oh, right? They just go, they immediately bow their back because... That's a reaction. And so, yes, when we're talking about moral injury in opposition to that or intention with that, you're talking about your own internalized feeling of self-worth. So, I appreciate that. My uh, Psychology 101 professors will appreciate that I was able to synthesize right. all that information. Uh, a plus, Jeff. Yeah, plus. Je I, I, I just Jeff breaking it down Barney style was awesome. <laughs> like totally, totally. I, I felt you, man. That was, right. that was awesome. Yeah, so, I think this is important because I mean, like, I think there's a great deal of overlap which we've brought up between moral injury and post traumatic stress disorder, and I think regardless, like, they both begin with an event that often is life threatening or harmful to yourself or others. Um, but I think where 
moral injury, um, you know, can obviously um, have, I'm trying to think like, so like guilt and shame are more of the core features of moral injury, but they're also symptoms of PTSD. So right. the betrayal or loss or trust could be experienced moral injury and also be a common feature of PTSD. So for example, for someone who say was assaulted by a loved one, you know, the feeling of betrayal or having difficulty trusting others or whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, they've suffered more injury or PTSD, they could technically have both. But regards to the difference in that situation, you know, the PTSD would include the symptoms of hyperarousal or hyperactivity or something that's, you know, not central to necessarily moral injury, but our innate human response to the stress, right? Flight or fight. And then, you know, when you look at the other core features of moral injury overlap with the symptoms uh, or common features of, of PTSD, it's possible to have moral injury, but not meet the criteria for PTSD. And a lot of people don't know that. Right. Um, right. It's, you know, I, I'm trying to think of just some of the things that I've, I'm recalling from like my own research and how I've had to make the distinction, even in my own VA claims. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, having more injury in addition to PTSD is often associated with greater PTSD and depression symptom severity and greater likelihood of suicidal intent and behaviors. And I think that's what's what's so interesting and important about this is that, you know, unfortunately, it adds another layer of 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 um, of things that have to be addressed. Right. That labyrinth, that that maze that you're trying to work around, because you can separate the two out from the physicality. Right. As you explained, David, you know. When you heard that 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 concrete cement, you know, round off, you're like, oh man, your reaction, just as your deer example is, okay, I gotta, I gotta take cover, I gotta, I gotta right. move, you know, I, like that is instinctive. Whereas the moral injury lingers a bit, it and it lingers long because what it does is it resonates, and then you build these walls around that trauma, trying to find some way to rationalize that. Right. Or continue on, and then having a repeat of that trauma in a different, um, in a different circumstance, or something that could trigger you to remember that incident, it's kind of like a weird ripple effect. So, that was that was my what was your psychology one hundred and two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well, we uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I mean, very brief here because we're running long, but. David, what can we do to help you with your mission? What uh, what can the American Legion do, and what can the three of us do? Well, I think it's, uh, A, just as having me on has probably done a lot of good. Um, obviously, you know, I can uh, I'll pump my website, themoralinjuryinstitute.com. Um, if you want to reach out, there's contact info there. If you want me to connect you with resources, uh, I can do that. Have questions about the reading, think it's too much investment. Uh, <laughs> I can point you to a more succinct, you know, reading list that maybe gets you, um, uh, more ideas and learn how to use the language, right? Particularly if you're seeing a psychologist, whether they're VA or not, whether you're talking to, you know, um, a priest or a preacher or 
some religious person, having the language helps you um, help them help you, if that makes sense, right? Because if you're focused on just, you know, um, say the VA claim process, as actually mentioned, you have to use certain language in order for that to be effective. Ditto with speaking to somebody about moral injury. I think uh, also if you're with somebody who has moral injury, the biggest thing you can do is just listen, particularly without judgment and without trying to offer solutions. That's a rule in my household, David. Are you asking for a solution or am I just listening? Right. That has literally cleared 98% of <laughs> any marital issues I've had. Am I listening or am I providing a solution? And I, I, right. I, and I, I joke about that, but I, you bring up excellent points. Excellent points. So um, uh, other than that, you know, if you have questions, reach out. Um, super happy to have been here and uh, been on the show. All right, David, thank you very much for joining us. And we will be right back with Jeff and Ashley in a moment. And David, again, thanks for coming on. And we will, of course, uh, tout your website and your book. And thank you for joining us. You bet. All right. So we have been listening to a very emotional podcast with David Fisher of the Moral Injury Institute. Uh, Jeff, I, once again, you synthesized it for tiny little brain me. And I totally got where you were going. So... I, got to applaud you. I know that that probably pains Ashley almost as much as it pains me. But uh, Ashley, uh, what kind of what's your uh, what's your 25 second takeaway on this one? Sure. I just think that David's message is incredibly important. And I'll stress again that it's impossible to defeat an enemy with an outpost inside your head. And there are so many resources out there and tools. Um, folks understand what moral injury is, and I think that there's a path moving forward. So I was really thankful for, for David's um, very passionate and touching um, commitment to this cause. Yeah. And Jeff, at the, at the risk of uh, praising you once again, what was your take on uh, uh, Really, it, I had two things. Uh, I learned a lot because it's not... Uh, it's not my sphere of expertise, which is massive, but doesn't include any of this. And second, is, uh, is being humble. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Put that on the bingo card. Sorry, Jeff, that was great, though. Come on. <laughs> uh, the second thing was, I mean, he, he took it from a level of just intellectualism, which which is important. But I think the the bigger thing that resonated with me was the genuine passion and feelings and a really, really um, strong something good. I'm not losing the word. That That is his motivation, just a, a strong motivation rooted in something really genuine. And that, to me, um, we spent a lot of time talking, and that, to me, is the key right there. Yeah, I think... I think there's an image, fair or unfair, about 
psychiatrists and psychologists that they're so emotionally distant that you can't really connect with them. Um, he doesn't come at it from a strictly scholarly point of view, obviously. He lives it, feels it, loves it, lives it. So, again, I, I look at the big brain on Brad over there, Jeff Daly with his massive spheres of expertise. Uh, <laughs> Jeff is just winning the day for me. But, again, uh, so that was David Fisher. And his website, again, is themoralinjuryinstitute.com. And you should go on there and check out the bibliography session section as jeff mentioned is huge but as he also mentioned in the show he does uh kind of pare it down for some of the things and i looked at those online um as we were talking to him the great and again his book moral injury and the promise of virtue is available on amazon so i commend you to go check it out jeff ashley thank you guys for taking time out of your week to join me and everybody who's listening we appreciate you and we couldn't appreciate more when you when you come here remember to subscribe to the tango alpha lima podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts uh, and while you're there review and rate us only five stars if you want to send us feedback or love letters particularly to jeff you can do it on youtube or facebook or send us an email to tango alpha lima at legion.org ladies Ladies, this man with the huge sphere of expertise is still available, and he is priced to move. So send your love letters to Tango Alpha Lima at Legion.org. Thank you.